Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. Wednesday. It's high noon here on Mutiny Radio. This is the AltaCast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I will be joined soon by LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, Win, And uh, we're going to be expecting a phone call today from old dumbface himself, Steve Poggi, calling all the way from Missouri. Excited about that. We might have a, <clears throat> we have a lurker a lurker in the upstairs area today. My favorite dirtbag, Zach Wiseman, is here lurking about, wearing his wearing his new shoes. Got new shoes, baby. New new toms, brightly painted, so he won't get hit by a car, Which wandering the streets at night, being because because you're a nihilist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there he is. That's true. Definitely believes in abortion because nothing should live. Nope, no lives matter. Remember no that. No lives matter. You think your life matters? You're an arrogant idiot. Yeah. No lives matter. No, it's true. I uh, all the time. I just have to remind myself that I'm a I'm a, I'm a nothing nobody. It's fine. We all are. Woo. Just living in San Francisco as a nothing nobody. It's great. Uh, today our uh, special rap by Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff is going to be about Mike Pence, our Vice President of the United States. What wonderful sexist! Things he has said, he is really interested in the inside of my uterus, and he's interested in gay people. I feel like he might be a trans woman. He's gay, and he wants to have a uterus because he's so concerned about what all the women in Indiana were doing with their uteruses. And my favorite thing he did was make, uh, a, when you have an abortion, you have to have a tiny, tiny funeral, funeral, tiny, tiny caskets. <laughs> I was really excited, actually, because I thought it would oh, be really great. good for dollhouse makers, you know, like right. people that made dollhouse furniture from scratch. I've done that before, glued things on, gotten all anal because I had a lot to do with my time. I had nothing to do with my time, so I was making dollhouse furniture, of course. So I would love to make baby coffins. I feel like it would be an Etsy project that I could make a lot of money on with the ladies in Indiana because, you know, like finding out... Like what what the lady's uterus was like, maybe decoupaging it with some sparkly red sequins, and you know you dump the little blood clot in there, little clumpy. It's been sucked out of your uterus with a vacuum. Take that. Yeah, idiots. He's an idiot, and he still he believes in Jesus. Yay! Not that believing in Jesus makes you an idiot, like but kinda. kinda. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> but kinda. Listen to some call me Tim later. Uh, hey, so Jesus, Jesus is the Elron Hubbard of fucking two thousand years ago. Right, he came up with the well. No, see, no, that's not Jesus. Elron Hubbard knew that he was right. Like the whole thing with Elron Hubbard is he and Isaac Asimov had a bet to see who could write a fictional story yeah. that people would believe, and uh, and Elron Hubbard won. He won big time. <laughs> And now they're making, I mean, what was that terrible Well, how do you know that wasn't, that wasn't uh, Jesus and Muhammad? They're like, yeah, I bet I could, I bet I could do it. Because Jesus wasn't into money. He wasn't a capitalist. 
pig dog that started a religion. Just maybe it was a gentleman's bet. The gentleman's bet between Muhammad and Jesus. Uh Who can make the biggest? I'm gonna make him walk around this weird pillar. I'm gonna make millions of people walk counterclockwise or clockwise. I don't even know which way they walk around. Millions of people. We're gonna make it their goal in life to walk around this thing seven times. You know, it's so scary. Yeah. I don't deal well with crowd dynamics, so I'm sorry. I'm never going to Mecca. Uh, so we'll start today with the uh, socialist news coming to you uh, from Narl. Not that Narl, not that Narl is socialist, but this show is a socialist show, and I give you the news based off things that I'm interested in. And what is that? Number one, abortion, keep it legal. And number two, drugs, legalize them. Legalize them, yeah. Drugs, we should start with drugs just because Zach's here and he doesn't care about uteruses. Nope, or babies. Or babies. Uh, this was just released yesterday. Homeland Security Chief, marijuana possession is grounds for deportation. <gasps> Surprise! Really? Could, wait, so I could have some weed and then get a vacation out of it? Right, well, you're not, but you're not, uh, you're not, you're, Sadly, you were born in Alaska, which, although I think we wish it was another country that we didn't have to take from, hmm. uh, but you were born in Alaska, so you're an American, so you will not be deported. Maybe they could deport you back to Alaska. That'd be cool. To be with the rest of the people up there, the crazy people. Uh, not that, I mean, it's just, I, They're crazy. I'm sure they have great comedy up there. I'm sure no. there are some great... No. No. Okay. No. Uh, but marijuana deport possession is grounds for deportation because ICE is the new ISIS. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. American ICE. American ISIS. Be scared. Be scared. Um, fear. 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 General Kelly echoes forty-five commitment to escalating the drug war. DPA war on drug is war on immigrants. Drugs. War on drugs is war on immigrants. Sad face. Uh, in a speech yesterday, Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly announced that the 45 administration would use marijuana possession as a reason for deporting immigrants. ICE will continue to use marijuana possession, distribution, and convictions as essential elements as they build their deportation removal apprehension packages for targeted operations against illegal aliens living in the United States, he said. Marijuana is currently legal under federal law. Oh, currently illegal. I like. I was like, did I read that wrong? Marijuana is currently illegal under federal law, but eight states have legalized it for adult use, and 28 states have medical marijuana laws. Individuals following state law would be exposed to deportation. What? Whether it's the construction of a wall or deporting individuals for marijuana possession, the Trump administration has signaled its desire to use the drug war as a tool to persecute immigrants, said Geronimo Saldana, policy manager at Drug Policy Alliance's Office of National Affairs. It's outrageous to think that anyone following medical advice under state law would be subject to deportation. This is insane. Yeah. They can come into California. This is insane. So the federal ICE can come into California. This is going to be so bad because this like totally the whole the whole um, 911 uh, Good Samaritan law that we've put into effect in California and a bunch of other states that basically negates that again and says so the 911 law is if, some, if someone's overdosing from heroin or they're dying from a drug something if you call 911 they will not prosecute you and you'll be okay. But now they're saying if marijuana is grounds for deportation, that is so fucked up. That means that 
anything is ground. So if someone does the 911 call and they get there and then they say, oh, where, show me your papers. This is, this is, this your is. Your papers. Show me your papers. This is awful. Show me your rolling papers. Show what? me those papers, bro. Show me your rolling papers. Bro, oh, yay. Papers. Latoya's here. Oh, she's changed her hair again. Yay. <laughs> so just to catch you up, Latoya, um, the... Homeland Security Chief just said mar- yesterday, marijuana. Oh, thanks. Marijuana possession is grounds for deportation. So that's happening now. So that's happening. Uh, we'll we'll keep going. Uh, the Trump administration has nefariously used the drug war as a way of tagging immigrants and yesterday's statement is merely another example of this tactic. Uniquely though, the desire to deport people for marijuana use demonstrates the conflict between state and federal law on marijuana and the necessity to end federal prohibition. We hear talk about ending the state versus federal conflict on marijuana laws to fix the banking and tax problems, said Saldana. But the Kelly statement shows that there are far more dramatic consequences for our nation's disastrous drug policy. Under the Obama administration, simple drug possession was not a priority offense. Taken alongside recent statements and actions by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, it is clear that the drug war is being escalated. Recently, Republican Raul Grisalva, Democrat Arizona, reintroduced the Veteran Visa and Protection Act, which would establish a visa program allowing certain deported veterans to re-enter the United States as lawful permanent residents. They would also be eligible for the existing naturalization process for military service and will regain access to their military and veteran benefits. The bill will also stop the deportation of eligible veterans who are currently in removal proceedings. That's insane that people who have served, not that I like the military, I fucking hate it and it makes me angry and it's awful. I mean, you still did the thing for the country, right? And now they can deport them? Like, you fought for our country. Now get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. See, I wonder how many people they're going to get if we have World War Three. You know, well, it's coming. It's, it's uh, it is so scary. I know. Well, well who's, who's going to want to be a part of that draft? I can't even flee to Canada because I have DUIs. Yeah, I can't flee. To, I have a, I have a DUI too. I can't flee to Canada. Either. I to Mexico. Two and a half acres in the desert at Death Valley. We can Did all you? go there, yeah. Cool, dude. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we can start a cult. We got to be. Can start we wear Nike? Apparently, it's the size of uh, 32 and a half tennis courts. Wow. Yeah. How much? Uh, $100. Uh, <laughs> 2000 oh, That's a really good deal. That's, that's a really good deal. Yeah. They're slashing prices. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 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 Do you have to pay property tax now? $11 a year. Wow. Can you afford that? I I could probably do that panhandling, right? Like on the highway that one car drives on. I wish I could make fucking eleven dollars panhandling. I I could probably make eleven dollars a year with a metal detector walking around on my property. That is a you make make valley. You're just gonna find dead people. Yeah, or or hidden or hidden drugs or hidden money. Because when people do bad things and they get in trouble, they hide things. And they hide them in the desert. There's a weird mine out there. That uh, they say they can't find parts of. I was just reading about the uh, territory on uh, Wikipedia. There's What's a weird, there? there's a weird. Mo- I'm going out. Sounds there like weeks. sounds like you're gonna find some silver in them hills. Can I come? <laughs> yeah, you wanna go? Fuck yeah. yeah. I wanna go to Death Valley. Fuck right. yeah. It'll, you know, start your own Burning Man. It's gonna be great. I mean, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, out there. We are gonna burn a man. <laughs> Actually, I mean, we're gonna start fires and shoot guns. But uh, that, yeah, yeah, sounds like fun. I prefer the cult idea. Yeah, yeah. I just want I just want I want like a modern like Jedi robe because I'll sunburn easy 
Right. No, no, no. That's absolutely right. Uh, linen is a really good fabric that breeds and yeah. is really. Um, yeah. You could I, have I like a sun hat and a tent and a thermal rest. Right. Yeah. You've got it. You've got it all together. Yeah. And I mean, it'll be just like it'll be just like Mexico. Where, that's the thing is, I don't think it'd be so bad to be deported. Mexico's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, Mexico's cool. We could build a tunnel from my property to Mexico. Wow. Ooh, that's, that's a that's idea. a big tunnel though. That's yeah. a big long tunnel because Death Valley is not that close. No, no, no. It's not Death Valley. I'm sorry. It's Barrio Springs. Death Valley was the other one I was looking at. Oh, Barrio okay. Springs is prettier. Wow. Um, it's uh, ever been to Anza Barrejo State Park in San Diego? Probably. Yeah. I don't oh, really? Think. Yeah. Dude, let's totally build a drug tunnel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not build a drug tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now Zach can find a different name for his asshole. Is that he calls it the drug tunnel? Yeah. Oh, that was. <laughs> sure? Oh, I yep. get it. Sure that did. was the uh-huh. joke. That was Speaking good. of tunnels, uh, they're uh, they are the immigrant defense project. Uh, according to the immigrant <laughs> defense project. One out of every four criminal removals. Okay, wait. According to the Immigrant Defense Project, one out of every four quote-unquote criminal removals over 250,000 deportations involved a person whose most serious conviction was for drug offense. Last year, Human Rights Watch released a report on drug deportations noting that thousands of families in the United States have been torn apart in recent years by detention and deportation for drug offenses. And last week, the ACLU released a report noting that veterans who have served the country as lawful permanent residents have been subject to draconian immigration laws that reclassified many minor offenses as deportable crimes and were effectively banished from this country. I know, over marijuana. This is just so crazy to me. There have also been moves at the state level to prevent law enforcement from documenting misdemeanor drug crimes and therefore exposing immigrants to harsh deportation proceedings. The New York State Assembly passed legislation that creates a process for sealing the criminal records of people arrested for simple possession of marijuana in public view, providing a measure of protection for immigrants by making it difficult or impossible for immigration authorities to meet their legal burden of proof for a judge to find lawful permanent residents deportable. So in New York, if you have a joint, this happened to my friend. She was in Brooklyn and there was a park and we're in the center of the park. I wasn't there, but she, I, she walked me through the park and told me about it. But she lit up a joint, took a drag, and a cop car came off the street into the park and stopped in front of her and arrested her. Handcuffs. For a joint. This is oh, recently? Yeah. This is like yeah. five years ago in New York. Uh, no, uh, New York is uh, weird as hell because like you, you, people, you'd be in a bar. I went to two different bars, two different trips to New York, and uh, both times I would be in a bathroom and somebody would leave a courtesy line of cocaine on the back of the toilet. Everywhere you go, people are offering you bumps. And I think that has to do with, I think there's more coke there because everything stays awake for so long. I mean, the, the bars are open until 5 a.m., but we, you want you ask people it's, like where to get weed? They act like you're buying coke here. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like it's easier to get coke than it is to have weed in a in a public place. Well, because they used to have a stop and frisk thing. They've stopped right. that in New York, but they used to be able to stop and frisk you for any reason. And if they found any any uh, marijuana, it's a misdemeanor. And now they're saying that misdemeanors are deportable offenses, which is insane to me because misdemeanors are pretty fucking easy to get. Yeah. Like uh-huh. the the police can decide you're doing something wrong whenever they fucking want to decide you're doing something wrong. Yeah, they'll find something. Like, yeah, they'll find something. something. Something's going on. Everyone's doing something against the law at some point. Like yeah, getting the cops. 
I had a cop with a headlight out pull me over for having a headlight out and give me a ticket for having a headlight out. That, Did you write him a ticket? That is pure irony. You should have wrote him a ticket as well. I said your headlight's out. Yeah, but if you, <laughs> if you try to be funny or you try to do anything with them, then they treat you even shittier. Yeah. Like that if you true. try to have a sense of humor or you try to do anything except act like a mouse and like a yes sir, no sir, yes, yes ma'am, boss. no ma'am, of Yo, course, no of course. If you try to talk to them at all, they go, well, why are you arguing with me? And you exactly. say, well, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just trying to say, well, no, you're arguing with me. Sit down. Like they, they really, it is not. I, uh, yeah, they just have, have no, to say, have no I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Whatever you no, think I did, I, got, I did it. I don't know. I uh, almost got a DUI one time. I was drunk. I was drunk. And I pulled into this, uh, it was like a gated community thing in Vegas. They have a bunch of those, right? And I just pulled into the thing to turn around and see where I was going. And there was two motorcycle cops, but I already had pulled in. So I'm like behind right. them. They're like uh, 20 feet in front of me. And I know they're going to loop around and they do, right? Some guy comes around and he's got his, you know, bright light in my eyes and I'm not even looking at him. I'm like answering his questions still like checking my GPS thing. And he's like, why aren't you looking at me? And I just looked directly at the light and I was like, it's bright. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, you have a good night. <laughs> See, I, I wish that, yeah. <laughs> That that right there, Aww. that's the white privilege. Because when I told a joke yeah, and made fun probably. of, made fun of the stadies, uh, we called them sta- uh, the state trooper stadies where I'm in Chicago. Um, I was making fun of them about going to Dave Matthews concert, and I started laughing uh, because I'm like, you guys are really going to Dave Matthews concert? Why? <laughs> why was that shit um, in my report uh, when oh. I went to the uh, to the judge? <laughs> The judge, <laughs> I could laugh about this now, um, but the judge was uh, like, so what is this thing you're making fun of the officers about a Dave Matthews concert? And I was like, yes, I was. That's all I got to yeah, say about yeah, that. I was absolutely. just like, wow. so much for the sense of humor, fucking yeah. cops. It's like if you're, in the, if you're a cop or maybe even in the military, it's just like you already kind of just a fucking idiot anyways yeah, um, like you maybe graduated high school <laughs> um, that's yeah. funny right there yeah you, yeah cause you're not and bright. you're probably angry at the rest of the world and you got a gun and you got the right to use it <laughs> I'm angry at the world, but I try to only take it out on small children. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm really nice to kids. I, I, gave, I give them cookies behind their parents' back all the time. That's how you befriend a child. It's so easy. Just cookies all the time. Sweets. Or, or, you know, marijuana. Just kidding. I would never give a child marijuana. I would. I, I wouldn't. The only time, I mean, they can't, they can't get, I mean, it's been 10 years since I did this, more than that. But when I was 25 years old, I was teaching uh, continuation high school in Davis, California. And it was, it wasn't continuation in the normal sense. It was like girls who were, had babies and they were in trouble. And it was through, it was through Clinton. So they had to sign off on 40 hours a week and that's how they got their welfare check, but they had to come to my classroom. Anyways, there was a girl who was like 16 and I actually became kind of like friends with her. Cause I was, was 23, 24, 25 in that age, but we were hanging out and she was like, will you sell me weed? Uh-huh. And so I sold her weed once and then I asked her once when I did some, I'm like, will you sell me weed? So we had bought, we bought weed off each other, which is like terrible. That's uh, it's, it's, she's 16, whatever. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a terrible person, uh, but they can't, you guys, you can't, if anyone, if anyone law enforcement is listening to this, this is way back in the day. This I, is back in the nineties. I don't sell weed. 
Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. Uh, they I mean, can't. If you but are support law me. enforcement, uh, letters form words, and <laughs> those form sentences, and sentences form paragraphs. Right. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. It's always great when a cop's like, that's the law. And someone's like, that is not the law. The that's law is actually. And they're like, well, I, 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 I read one of my police reports once, and uh, he, they had written that I was born in 1908. And, uh, <laughs> like, that's none, true, though, right? And, none of, and they said that it was a narcotics DUI, and they didn't like lists. I didn't have anything on me. And I was asking him, I was like, what narcotics do I have? You know, and can, can I have the? Where, uh, yeah, what narcotics no, do I have? Yeah, Tell just, me. Yeah, and then, I'd love them. Uh, yeah, no, it was nineteen oh eight. Yeah, I said I was born, and he read me the fucking uh, Miranda um, off of uh, off his iPhone. He had to Google wow. Miranda. Wow. wow. Like I, I don't even. I, I bet you, I could get to. I bet you, I know at least seventy five percent of it. Sure, I'm sure we all do. I bet yeah. the four of us together could easily put it all together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, oh, we'll finish this real quick with this is the Drug Policy Alliance. By the way, go like them on Facebook and uh, donate to them. But don't donate to them ap- until after you've donated to Mutiny Radio with the donate button on the side of our thing. Uh, there have also been moves at the state level to prevent law enforcement from documenting misdemeanor drug crimes and therefore exposing immigrants to harsh deportations proceedings. The New York State Assembly passed legislation. Oh, marijuana public view. I already did this one. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, no, I didn't. Sealing criminal records uh, for marijuana in public view, providing a measure of protection for immigrants. Uh, Oh, here we go. Often these arrests were the result of stop and frisk encounters targeting young people of color and immigrant New Yorkers with minor records have already been deported under ICE under Trump's administration crackdown. The California State Assembly is currently considering a bill that protects Californians who are operating lawfully under state merit marijuana laws by providing that absent of a court order local and state agencies including regulators of law enforcement shall not use agency resources to assist in any federal enforcement against state authorized medical cannabis or commercial or non-commercial marijuana activity basically california saying get the fuck out of here federal it is unconscionable that immigrants are being targeted and deported for simple possession of marijuana and it's especially egregious in the states that have legal framework for marijuana states and municipalities must stand against this type of fear-mongering and protect their residents said melissa moore deputy director for the drug policy alliance's new york yes. office that's Your that's my s- that's jonathan's sister look how smart she is let me read her quote again she's so good it is unconscionable that immigrants are being targeted and deported for simple possession of marijuana and it's especially egregious in the states that have a legal framework for marijuana states and municipalities must stand against this type of fear-mongering and protect their residents said melissa moore yay melissa moore yay your sister-in-law yeah well kind of i mean she's uh but it's absolutely true we gotta i mean what is like really what is jeff sessions accomplishment i mean going back I mean, because that, that's who, he, I mean, i mean, come on. that This is him. Well, yeah, it's the Homeland Security Chief, but of course it's coming down from the, from the Attorney General. Yeah. Because they're like the, whatever, top dog, and then it, it, all, it all boils down. It's because, I mean, the, why, why are we saying get immigrants out? This is, this is like all this whole want more white 45 people. thing. Well, but <laughs> what's, I mean, what do we. The blacks in jail. Do we really think, do people really think that if we get rid of immigrants that, Americans are going to want those jobs? Fuck no. No. Like, no. Try, to get, try to get a 17-year-old 
to do anything but to pick strawberries. Like, I couldn't even get a 19-year-old I was working with at a pot dispensary type thing. I mean, they all they want to do is look at their iPhones. They're not going to do anything. We're, we're never going to eat strawberries again. And I don't want to be racist by saying that, but... For some reason, we've we've changed labor in this country, and Americans think they're too fucking good for too fucking much stuff. The standard of living is really nice here. Like it's fucking nice. This place is really nice to live. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the dumb shit aside, this it's pretty dope. Right. You don't have to do shit. You can go to an office and type on a computer, and then if your house catches on fire, someone will put it out for you. Right. That's fucking insane to me. But that's that's the world we live in, you know. So those people aren't gonna go. I mean, the the migrant workers that come up here, they had it was hard. It was fucking hard the whole time. And they're like, yeah, dude, I'll I'll pick strawberries for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Because it's more money, I guess, than back home. It's more money, and they're actually. I mean, you can actually make a future here. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's no such thing as the American dream anymore. Um, but like, you know, you have to. The reality is that there's a lot of wars going on and a lot of, especially like with the cartels and stuff going on um, in uh, Central America and uh, Mexico. You know, people are trying to escape that. So, now, here's the thing that makes me crazy. People that work for ICE, you soulless monsters. How do you have children? How do you go home to your nice house and think you're a good person? Or, and the DEA. You are ripping, yeah, or the DEA. When you are ripping, or the FBI, or the CIA, or some police officers. How dare you? How dare you persecute people that aren't doing anything wrong? Like the ABC. Like the AB motherfucking C. Those soulless monsters coming in here. Seriously? Why do you try to squash things that are good? Why, Why squash free speech and collective thought and joy and wonderment and bands and humor and comedy? Why squash it? Why are you doing that? What you, you joyless, soul-sucking freaks. And I bet most of them are Christians. And on Sunday, they go to church and they sing to, they sing songs to God and they feel they feel the spirit moves within them. They feel the spirit. And they know that Jesus loves them, you know? They I don't just think a lot of them it. are Christians. I think a lot of them are alcoholic drug addicts. I, really I don't do. know. I don't I really know what do. they are, but they are soulless monsters who are taking people's families and lives away. How do you come into someone's house and you go, "You've had a drug misdemeanor. Now I'm going to take you back to wherever." What the fuck? I mean, how does that work? Do like their neighbors rat them out, or do they just have files on everyone? It's it, they're going after misdemeanor. This is what they're saying: is that the Homeland Security is saying that they're looking at misdemeanor drug offenses for people who are even if they're legal residents if they're not actual citizens now they can be deported even if they've been served in the military if they've had a minor drug offense and they aren't illegal like they can be a permanent resident but they're not a legalized citizen ice can take them in and take them away can i throw in a double standard right here okay so you know there's this great um not great but this horrible uh, opioid uh you know epidemic going around so um we want to help those white folks who are strung out on heroin, but uh, we want to deport, uh, let's just say brown people, because we know what this is targeting. People with minor drug offenses, most of the time, <clears throat> marijuana. Right. Well, they should send the heroin addicts to Mexico because the heroin's <laughs> cheaper there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's cleaner. Yeah, let's step on. Yeah, it'd be yes. better for them. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> harm reduction. It wouldn't it be nice to go actually if we could give people detox in Mexico? You sit by the beach, you right, no, lay around actually, in the they sun. Have that. They it's have a place DMT called that. Base. They have a place uh, yeah. where we go do DMT and meditate. And oh yeah, yeah. yeah all, all your drug problems can ayahuasca, be cured with those yeah, it's ayahuasca DMT. Yeah. They they have you try DMT first to see if you can hang, and then you do like a week long ayahuasca thing. Ayahuasca. And, yeah, and that's what it is. I know a couple people that got clean doing. Well, that. how about this? Here's another uh, article. Tuesday, U.S. Sentencing Commission hearing on MDMA and several novel psychoactive substances. By the way, I have MDA, MDMA in my purse right nice. now. I, I have just some, rat it myself out. I have some ketamine at home. But well, you should I don't dispose of that immediately. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, drug policy lines. Time to reduce the role of criminalization in MDMA and NPS policies. Uh, on Tuesday, April 18th, the U.S. Sentencing Commission uh, held a public hearing that marked a beginning of a two-year process to reconsider the sentencing guidelines for MDMA, as well as a handful of other novel psychoactive substances. Those are called NPSs. It's not non-public school. It's novel psychoactive substances. So DMT would be considered an NPS, a novel psychoactive What's What's like substance. a more serious... What's, what's, what's a psychoactive substance with less novelty? Uh... I don't know if acid would be at, LSD. Uh, LSD would be still it's a schedule one but I would think a novel one would be like DMT ketamine well the problem with DMT uh, is it looks exactly like crack um, it does yeah yeah pretty much uh, I was I was uh, uh, there was a guy one time uh, <laughs> that was uh, smoking some DMT in the TL in an alley and um, another man came up and was like, yo, give me some of that crack. Give me some of that crack. And we're like, no, this isn't crack. This isn't crack. Oh, they were like, no, this isn't crack. This isn't crack. He's like, no, nah, nah, fuck you. So we're like, fine. Dude takes a huge rip and just, you could watch his mind melt. Like, Aww. just like, just like he had. Like, well, the aliens. Not the hit. He Why do you want to? <laughs> yeah. not- it's like when you uh, take a sip of root beer and you think it's Sprite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's mind blowing. Yeah. So is DMT LSD? No, DMT is, um, it's dimethyl. Pineal or the perineal? One of them's in your ass, not the ass it's one. It's the pineal gland. It's in. It's like by your. Uh, it's like pure adrenochrome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically what I think Hunter S. Thompson was talking about when he talked about adrenochrome. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't crazy. know if it's Dime. one way or the other, but I think the DMT either triggers the pineal gland to create DMT or. Um, uh, it's like the other way around, but something's happening, and they say I don't know if this is just hippie bullshit, but they say it's the chemical that only gets released when you when die. you're born and when you die. No, I believe it's released when you sleep as well. Okay. Oh, that's good. DPA has submitted public comment warning the USSC against increasing sentences for people who use or sell novel psychoactive substances. While MAPS Rick Doblin will give a testimony about why current MDMA sentencing policies are inappropriate and counterproductive, we need all those who care about public health and criminal justice reform to raise their voices during this re- review process. It's this review process for the next two years, said Stephanie Jones, director of audience engagement at the Drug Policy Alliance, where she heads up the organization organization's safer partying campaign. We'll look at that in a second. 
It's long past time to right the wrongs of MDMA criminalization and ensure we don't repeat the same errors when it comes to other substances. There's a growing consensus it's time to drastically reduce the role of criminalization when it comes to MDMA and other psychoactive substances, she added. The DEA placed MDMA into Schedule 1 in 1985, going against the recommendation of its own administration, administrative law judge and blatantly ignoring that it had been used successfully in psychotherapy for years. In 2001, the situation became even worse when the USSC dramatically increased MDMA sentences, making penalties 500 times more severe than those for marijuana, basing its decision on faulty science that has since been disproven. Over the past three decades, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, MAPS, has conducted extensive research demonstrating that MDMA can be used safely and effectively to treat PTSD and other conditions. Yet in most states, mere possession of MDMA is a felony, while those convicted of selling even small amounts of it are subject to sentences that can easily put them behind bars for decades. A key factor driving the USSC to conduct this review are two major federal cases where judges ruled that they did not have to follow the current MDMA sentencing guidelines since they were so out of touch with science and public health. Another factor is the appearance of MDMA analogs like methylone, MDPV, and mephedrone, as well as cannabis analogs JWH-018 and AM-2201. These five NPS specified as part of the new review are ones that have come up most frequently in criminal cases. The USSC is now tasked with establishing sentencing guidelines where none currently exist it's a so wow i didn't even know so it's it's schedule one correct it's yeah mdma is schedule one since 1985 and it's a felony for possession jesus christ well so is so is ketamine so is cocaine anything yeah. schedule one is is a is a felony um but they'll usually throw it out because like yeah heroin it's a fucking schedule one well, right absolutely but are, are you really gonna throw someone in jail because they have personal use heroin on them maybe you would maybe they do well it's well that's a good question to ask like right now especially like you know just talking about the opioid crisis yeah what's going on you know wow wow so here's what they were talking <laughs> about with the safer uh this is the safer partying campaign and this is part of uh, drug policy alliance uh, hey, are you a music fan? We love to go out to music festivals and clubs. We listen, we dance, we connect with friends. And whether or not we use alcohol or other drugs, we know they're a part of our scene. We want real talk about drug use. The truth is all drug use carries potential risks and pleasures. And we know that zero tolerance policies and arrests don't stop people from using drugs. We want people to have honest, accurate information to stay safe. So we can all enjoy the music and have fun. I think that's aimed toward Coachella. <laughs> right, yeah. People just, did they just come back from Coachella or are they, they just go? People going? are leaving. Safer partying campaign. Things need to change so that we can have the best going out experience possible. Our safer partying campaign has four goals to get us there. Check them out and add your support for one or all of them. Stop hating on people who use drugs when they go out. We're all out to have a great time and absent any harm to others, there's no need to judge people for how they enjoy themselves. Two, amend the RAVE Rave Act and find other ways to give partygoers access to honest drug education, on-site harm reduction services, and safe settings at every festival 
concert or a club. Three, make drug checking happen in as many places and forms as possible. It saves lives. And four, stop criminalizing party goers. So uh, drug checking is a thing. Like it, it should be. You should be able to, you know, if you have some MDMA, you should be able to see if there's methamphetamine in it or if there's yeah. like cocaine with yeah, exactly. Right. I don't want meth. No, I you don't. Want and you don't want right. You don't. You don't want your MDMA to be cut with with. Um, ephedrine or with any with any methamphetamines because it's actually a synergistic effect and people don't necessarily know that that when you mix certain drugs it's not one plus one is two it's one plus one is four or one plus one is seven depending on like which drugs you um put together so this is make drug checking happen as many forms as possible it saves lives Drug checking, also known as drug testing, pill testing, or adulterant screening, is a way to determine if a substance is what it's reported to be. Right. So, uh, ecstasydata.org for GCMS test results on a range of substances submitted from the U.S. Uh, you should just you should know what's in your. In you should know it. So it, you actually go. This is great. This is on ecstasydata.org. You can see the picture of the pill. And what it is. So if you've got a Mickey Mouse, it's 2CB and caffeine. Ah, 2CB. Uh, and then you have your MDMAs and where, and it also says where they're found. We've got Vienna, Vienna Austria, Vienna, Austria for all these pills that were made. Um, and you can see exactly what it is. This is crazy. That's cool. Uh, this is Molly or N. Ethyl pentalone, and you can see it in a little thingy here, and it's from Austin, Texas. Ooh, this one's from San Francisco. Look at that rock, MDMA. Yeah, that's from. And this is stuff. Purple Molly, Los Angeles. There you go. So it's got all the different, and these are just powders. You can see where they were made, and um, what they are. They've got LSD blotter. They've got, um, they've got cocaine, not sold as ecstasy. And where they where they found it online? What's yellow powder. Yellow powder, none detected. I guess it's nothing. So you can go through and you can see all of these um, different things. This one is called Molly. It's in a bag, but it's BKDMBDB and BKMDDMA from New York. I'm really I know. I don't even know what that means. There's this. Um, oh, space rocks. Hey, where where does it say that one? Because that's what. Um, that's uh, Timothy Pizza's talked about space rocks before. He has a joke about it. Uh, it's MDMA, and uh, but they call it different things. It's, this is crazy stuff. Uh, the 4MMC, which is 4-methylmethacanone, is from the United Kingdom. I don't even know what that drug is. 4-FMPH, 4-fluoro-PHP, from Corpus Christi. I have no idea what that is. Um, we are learning. This is a new one, white powder. 3-MEO-PCP. Fake PCP out of Hong Kong, China. Of course. Wow. You guys, everybody go. Oh, there's the ketamine and the MDMA. There's this pink ketamine and MDMA. And they don't know where they found it. Anyways, they've got... Hey, check it out, everybody. Know what you're taking. I mean, I don't take really any of this stuff anymore because I'm so old and I just can't handle the next day, you know? It just wow. makes me feel like I'm learning a dead stuff. person. I mean, I really wish I would have had that during my raver years. No shit, right? Yeah. Well, I have um, I have a friend uh, who's a doctor of pharmacology. He's a pharmacologist, and I always had him on speed dial. He'd let me text him or whatever. 
to ask questions like, hey, I've had two somas, muscle relaxers, how many beers can I drink? Or I've been doing cocaine, can I do ecstasy? And he always said, never, never, never waste it. The two are just counterintuitive, cocaine and ecstasy together. They just it, they just don't work well together. I'm always afraid to mix drugs. I don't do. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, okay, weed and cocaine are, yeah because it helps settle my speediness. But I've never been, especially during my raver years, I never mixed ecstasy with anything else. Smart. I didn't even drink. Just because the fact of the matter is just like, if I'm feeling good and I know it's already powerful, why would I want to mix another? Yeah. yeah, why would I want to mix another substance with it? Right. And and I've been so high on ecstasy that I'll ask for a cigarette and I'll have it and I'll just never smoke it and I'll just sort of watch it burn. <laughs> and then I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I? I've, and the thing is, like, I've I heard many horror stories about people mixing shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's just like, like for example, I don't understand why people still speedball. Oh my god! Like why? Like we do don't you... know. We don't know that it kills you. We yeah. already know. I mean, first of all, you just can't mix. Uh, I mean, heroin and and speed together. It's just a bad combination. Absolutely. And the thing is, you can't mix a, a depressant and a stimulant. Well, you can. Yeah. Well, but you know, but it's not good for you. No, it's the same thing. Um, my one of my buddies in college, when he fell off the deep end, he was when he finally we finally called the police on him and they took him in and he had so much methamphetamine in his system that it should have killed him and he had so much Valium in his system that it should have killed him but because he was doing them together he was alive so it, it kind of balanced him out it balanced stage. him out if he would have been on that much meth the amounts that were in his blood he should have been dead from both of those substances but because they were canceling each other out he wasn't dead so it saved his life saved his life to be doing those drugs too hardcore together Oh my God! Oh. Which is almost like, a, I mean, but it's not heroin. But Valium is a downer, obviously. So meth and Valium. Meth and Valium together again. Together again. I'm awake and I feel great. This is why I don't drink energy drinks either. Like when people ask, when people were mixing like Red Bull and vodka and shit at that time. Bad idea. One of my other buddies, uh, her name's Tori, and I won't give her last name because I don't want to uh, incriminate her, but there was a night she lived in Las Vegas and she had nine Red Bull vodkas and she said she thought her heart was going to explode. Yes. She was calling family members and going like, I'm dying. I love you. I'm dying. I just want to let you know that I'm not, I'm dead. I'm dying. Because she not had nine, dying. nine Red Bull vodkas. Yeah, because you're mis- mixing a stimulant and a depressant. And right. the fact that all that Nine. caffeine. Oh, God. You might as well smoke crack. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I don't, that's why I don't mess with energy drinks, Mm-mm. seriously. Mm-mm. Or, and you don't mix it with your liquor. No, it's bad news. For loco, for crazy. Don't do it. No. One, two, three, four, never. Don't do it. Do they still sell that Absolutely shit? they sell that oh, shit. People God. love it. That's how you know the people, the craziest people on the street. Maybe, <laughs> you maybe do I'll, see that. You go, right. one, two, three, four, loco. <laughs> if you're drinking it and you see another person drinking it, you can actually yell across the street with, at them and it's fine. And they'll yell back. They'll be like, for loco. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I love it. Four loco. I can't, I can't drink it. It just tastes gross to me. Uh, we'll get on to the gnarl news. That was the drug news. Everybody, Drug Policy Alliance. Check them out. They are awesome. Uh, this is gnarl. We're moving from drugs to abortion. <laughs> Excuse me, pro-choice. Surprise. Gnarl statement on President Trump's officially reversing the pro-choice Title X regulation. In response. In response to President 45 signing a law to undermine the Department of Health and Human Services Title 
X rule or Title 10. Kaylee Hangson Long, NARL Pro-Choice America National Communications Director, issued the following statement. President 45's decision to take this action behind closed doors shows he knows how wildly unpopular his actions are. It's a shame that despite the millions of Americans who rely on Title 10 for protection, President 45 is going to extraordinary lengths to control women and our reproductive freedom. If you have to hide what you're doing, then you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. (laughs) Women and families deserve better. Each year, more than 4 million young and low-income people receive basic reproductive health care through the nearly 4,000 clinics nationwide receiving Title X funds. Most Title X patients are low-income women and disproportionately women of color who are uninsured and ineligible for Medicaid. Under federal law, Title X funds already... are already not allowed to be used for abortion services. The reversal of this rule could make it easier for state politicians to block a woman's access to birth control and critical preventative (laughs) health care at women's clinics across the country. This move is in direct conflict with numerous court decisions that have ruled against his attempt to block women from receiving preventative health care at clinics that also provide abortion care. Narl Pro-Choice America led the People's Defense Campaign, a massive grassroots organization to defeat Neil Gorsuch's nomination to the Supreme Court. Joining the campaign are Indivisible, American Federation of Teachers, Center for American Progress, Action Fund, Credo, Action Demos, Emily's List, and Citizens United. Every Voice, MoveOn.org, Civic Action, People for the American Way, Planned Parenthood, Progressive Change Campaign Committee, Service Employees, Internationals Union, Stand Up America, and the Working Families Party. Birth control, really? Yeah, so Title Ten is being removed. It just it just basically means that, and it sucks that he did it behind closed doors. That's yeah. awful because why why should poor women not have access to health care? No, I, I I just I'm what is, so what is sad. the greater good out of any of this? What is the greater what benefit? Well, the thing is, if they can't make money off abortions, I don't. I mean, you can't. They could. You can actually. I mean, the thing I mean is, you make you, you make money off those things. You make money off weed. You make money. All these things. Well, it's this moralistic. We still have this strange portion of America that has these outdated moral beliefs that they want to thrust upon other people. And the thing is that have your own beliefs that's great but keep them away from our legislation system the majority of people don't think this way that's the problem and the, i just i, I don't mm, especially with birth birth control to birth which control. which is preventing you from having an abortion so that is the i mean this is what they wanted right yeah. but no but now you're gonna have a bunch of little asshole kids running around unwanted babies i mean oh uh, mm. What is what is the greater good that everyone's going to seek Jesus? I don't get. Well, so this is about Kansas. This just happened in Kansas. Oh, the people of the fourth congressional district sent a loud and clear message to the Republican leadership in Congress, Donald Trump and the rank and file Republicans across the country. While there will be plenty of hot takes about what happened and what could have happened, one thing is clear: being pro-choice is not a legal is not a strike against you, even in Kansas. This was proven before in polling that was done in Kansas a few years ago and it was made crystal clear by James Thompson a candidate who unapologetically in 
deep red Kansas, no less, stood by women by professing his support for reproductive freedom. As he put it during the race, I trust women to make their own health decisions. We hope that Democrats and Republicans alike across the country, especially those leading the national parties in hashtag this town, will hear this important message. It has reported, been reported that many wanted to recruit an anti-choice Democrat for this race. And we can say without a shadow of a doubt that such a decision would have been disastrous because we know nearly seven in 10 Kansas Kansans support legal access to abortion. That, that, I mean, even in Kansas, that's the thing. Seven out of 10 people support it. And yet the government is doing these sweeping changes to change reproductive rights. For no apparent reason. For no, it's crazy. Democrats clearly have momentum, and it's not just from the double-digit swing we saw in Kansas last night. What is also clear is one of the best ways to reduce this excitement from the base, and more importantly, the majority of voters who support reproductive freedom, would be to run candidates who don't align with them on fundamental issues like women's health. Well, women's health, it's important. I wonder some of these politicians, these male politicians, what their wives think. Right. I mean, seriously, because their wife has to get a mammogram. Well, but they're rich people, so it doesn't matter. I I think it's that people with insurance. Okay, this is the thing. The people that have the jobs that get the insurance where they're sitting behind a desk and they're listening to podcasts or passing memos around or whatever they do all day. Somehow think they're better than everybody else. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. What it comes down to is I went to college and I have all this debt and I've been working hard and now I have a house and a family and a Lexus and I've got to support them and I'm just, this is what I do. And and they think they're, people still think the more money you make, the better person you are. The, the, the amount of money that you make determines your worth, like in our country. And it, I mean... Yeah, but also, too, I would like to prevent unwanted kids yeah. as well, yeah. you know, because as a taxpayer, that money is going to that unwanted child right. or that child that's being abused in the home, unfortunately. So, I right. mean, it just doesn't make sense. Emotional abuse and all kinds yeah. of people that don't want kids shouldn't have kids. Exactly. And if you're... Like, and if you're a 16 year old and you get pregnant and you think you want a kid, then you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Then you are a retarded person and you need to get back in school and learn how to read. Because why would you do that? If you had any critical thought at all, you would realize that the rest of your life would be fucked. Unless, unless you're like, I just want to have a baby because I'm a woman and that's what women are supposed to do. If you believe that, then go get a husband and go. Some people or- should be... Or in the kitchen. your grown-ass woman who thinks having a baby will save this relationship That's or marriage. That's a problem, too. So let me, let, let's have a baby so I can save our relationship and keep him, which ends up not working. Right. So I well, mean, that's up, another. It ends up with another single mom because dudes just are going to, dudes just, because it used to be, because there used to be responsibility with relationships and men wouldn't leave their wives. They just continue beating them or get a mistress. But now they just leave. They just leave you with no financial compensation, no recourse. Where were the out. days? Where were the days where you just be unhappy and and and, uh, and stay married because you needed someone to take care of you? It's probably what Donald, I mean, excuse me, uh, Cheeto's parents were like. That's probably why he is the way he is. A lot of these people that, you know, come from like, a broken home, but really, I mean, in a figurative, figuratively a broken home, but still had the two parent home. Right. They're probably crazy. That, that's the Republican Party to me. If, 
I don't, I don't know works. how to solve anything anymore. And I understand that I'm high all the time and I live in a world of my own creation that has no laws where nobody's looking and everything's fine and okay. And I know that's not true. I know, I know that they're out there and I know that they're looking and I know that I'm lucky that I'm white. And, uh, and I don't, I don't know how to fix the world. I just know that if we could have a little more compassion and we could have a lot less stuff, everything would be okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, I, I think I've said this before, but every time I sit in this booth with you, I think about last year or the year before that, how the problems that we were talking about, yes, there were still problems, but how much we've regressed. Oh, yeah. From just being here last year or two years ago how much we've regressed to like this senseless these senseless things that are going on hate mongering and fear they're they're dividing us i mean i mean it's always been there but this is i don't want to hate people that love 45 but his what they stand for goes is so diametrically opposed to what i believe in and at, with inhumane. free speech, well, it is. It's absolutely denying human rights is exactly what inhumane means. Like it's, yeah. that's it is. I mean, it's denying human rights. And I'll say it again. I'm like, I, I, you know, as much as I hate saying this again, I will not. I won't. I won't talk shit about George W. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, because of. I mean. What 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 that party and what his party was about during that time is kind of like the the Frankenstein of what we're living in right now. Right. Um, you know, and this, I mean, you have Jeff Sessions, who is obviously a racist right. and who was turned down back in 1986 because of his ties to the KKK. But he liked them, but he didn't like the fact that they smoked marijuana. Which is so funny to me. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they're a terrorist they're good, group. They're good. They were good people until I found out that they, they smoke smoked a marijuana. terrorist group, by the way. We all know that bad people, only bad people smoke, smoke marijuana. marijuana. Yeah. And, the, and the KKK are a terrorist group. So, we, I mean, we have this guy um, who is the, the, the basically the, the head cop. Right. of the of the United States and then you know we have Mike Pence who is a very homophobe homophobic sexist yeah who yeah. calls his, his wife mother right just... and he says he's afraid of his th- we'll get and we'll, actually that's a great segue into oh yeah into our our rap for today is actually <laughs> hot dirty P and the sheriff are going to be rapping about our vice president Mike Pence he is he you know me... he used to be a radio talk show host no I didn't know yeah, that he was I, I know he um, he's originally from Indiana. He was the governor of Indiana. Um, yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, even before he's been vice president because of there was a an AIDS epidemic. Oh, yeah. We've got great quotes about the AIDS. Oh, oh great oh, quotes. Yes. We'll go through I'm the quotes before we do that. I'm not going to spoil it. We'll go through the quotes before we do the rap just so we can familiarize ourselves dirty, with what's going dirty on. Dirty P is going to tell you. Yeah. Here, here are his quotes. Here's the quote. Um, Time for a quick reality check. Despite the hysteria from the political class and the media, smoking doesn't kill. In fact, two out of every three smokers does not die from a smoking-related illness. When he said it, in a 2000 editorial during his during his House campaign, Pence did later admit that, admit that smoking is not good for you, but asked, what is more harmful to the nation, second-hand smoke or backhanded big government disguised in do-gooder healthcare rhetoric? 
Wait, what? It was later reported that Pence accepted $13,000 from tobacco companies and pro-tobacco political action committees. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. <laughs> what? What? What does it say on the back and of cigarettes? And they're dinosaurs. What, what is it? What is Smoking kills. Yeah. Causes lung cancer. <laughs> uh, here's, here's, uh, this is one of his, this is one of my favorite sexist quotes of him. Oh God. I uh, which one this is. For years, we've gotten the message from the mouthpieces of popular culture that you can have it all. Career, kids, and a two-car garage. Sure, you can have it all. But your daycare kids are going to get the short end of the emotional stick. This was in a 1997 letter to the editor in the Indianapolis Star, basically saying that women, women. shouldn't be working outside the home. Work. Yeah. That you think you can have it all, you think you can have a career, but you can't. You should really just stay at home, be barefoot and pregnant. Here's this is my other favorite one. Um, obviously, this is about the military. Obviously, this is this is about Mulan. Obviously, this is Walt Disney's attempt to add childhood expectation to the cultural debate over the role of women in the military. I suspect that some mischievous liberal at Disney assumes that Mulan's story will cause quite a change in the next generation's attitude about women in combat. Many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually, put them together in close quarters for long periods of time, and things will get interesting. Moral of the story, women in the military, bad idea. Okay. He's this blaming women in the military, military for rape. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, he's the same. He's also the same asshole who can't have dinner with women. Oh, right. He yeah. won't eat alone with, with women. With, with, yeah. And, and especially if there's alcohol around. He won't. He eat. doesn't trust himself. Right. Well, many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually and put them together in close quarters for long periods of time. Things will get interesting because rape is really interesting. Yeah. Because military rape is hilarious and interesting. There is something wrong with him. Something wrong. There is something like. Mm. Here is the exchange he had with Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. Oh gosh. You say you want to educate the American people about science and its relevance today. Do you believe in evolution, sir? Pence. Do I believe in evolution? I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. This is in 2009. Okay, here's where we get to the... This week. He, oh this, he, he said this. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted diseases. Oh! This is in 2002 when he was asked to respond to then Secretary of State Colin Powell's support of condom use among sexually active Americans. Because he's super Catholic. Yeah, I know he's super Catholic. But this is what... Mm, this was what happened. Okay. He continues to deny climate change and global warming. What he said, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Just like the new ice age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant for their latest chicken little attempts to raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. The, oh my god this is so funny to if me you, that this you, guy is our vice president yeah and, and people think Cheeto is crazy yeah I mean, I mean this it's just uh, he's just the silent kind of a little bit more intel. well he's not intelligent this, this is the hilarious thing uh, oh lord he signed a bill mandating that the remains of an aborted or miscarried fetus yes, be properly this. interred or cremated yeah it was tiny was- tiny funerals Tana, tana tana funerals. I signed this legislation with a prayer that God would continue to bless these precious little children, mothers and families. This is when he was the governor of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, he stated that homosexuality is incompatible with military service. Homosexuality is incompatible with military service because the presence of homosexuals in the ranks weakens unit cohesion. Because every homosexual male wants to fuck every guy they see. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I bet you there's more like straight guy fucking power butt fucking rape in the military than there is like gay guys that like love each other and are into it. You know it is. It's like a hazing thing, I'm sure. Uh, You know it. You know it is. There's so much rape in the military, like, and it's not reported and it's not just man on woman rape. It's like got to be man on man rape. You know, but what military guy is going to go to his supervisor and be like. Uh, I was I was raped last night. They're gonna be like, sergeant. suck it up, suck it up, private. Don't don't tell me that. You know stuff. I mean, especially when it was a don't ask, don't tell thing. Oh, absolutely. And if you were like somebody raped me, he thinks George Washington was a Republican. <laughs> what he said: Republicans from George Washington to George W. Bush just have better ideas. When he said it in a 1990s op-ed on his campaign website. Washington was not a member of any political party and even warned against the rise of political parties in his farewell address, stating, however political parties may now and then answer popular ends, they are likely in the course of the time of things to become potent engines by which the cunning, ambition, and unprincipled men will enable will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp themselves the reins of government, destroying afterward the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. (laughs) Holy fuck. That's a great George Washington quote. I've never heard that one. Wow. He warned against political parties. Potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and usurp for themselves the reins of government. Speak the truth. That's exactly what's happened. That's exactly what's what's happened. happened. Wow. Where was that quote in my history book? Where was this quote? That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Here's your LGBT thing. Uh, what he said, Congress should oppose any effort to recognize homosexuals as a quote-unquote discrete and insular minority entitled to the protection of anti-discrimination laws similar to those extended to women and ethnic minorities. Hey, LGBTQ people, uh, citizens are not entitled to anti-discrimination laws because they're not people. They're not people. They don't, they don't bleed. People. They don't breathe. Wow. Uh, He threatened to shut down the government over defunding Planned Parenthood in 2011, which was well before the controversial 2015 anti-abortion videos were even released. What he said, I think the American people have begun to learn that the largest abortion provider in the country is also the largest recipient of federal funding under Title X, and they want to see that come to an end. Abortions make up 3% of all the services that Planned Parenthood provides, just so you know. So all that Title X money is actually going to mammograms, pap birth smears, control, pap smears, cancer screenings, checks, AIDS STDs. checks, STDs, right. IUDs. Yeah. Oh. Oh. This is, the, this is another gay thing. He's, he suggested that gay behaviors help facilitate the spread of HIV virus and supports conversion therapy. His yeah. quote, 
Congress should support the reauthorization of the Ryan White CARE Act only after completion of an audit to ensure that federal dollars were no longer being given to organizations that celebrate and encourage the types of Fuck behaviors you. that facilitate the spreading of the HIV virus. Resources should be directed toward those institutions that provide assistance to those seeking to change their sexual behavior. Okay, you remember who Ryan White is. He was the kid who was killed in the... He, wasn't he... He had the blood transfusion oh. uh, in 19, like eighty-five or 1987, something like that. He was in the state of Indiana. Um, and Ooh, he old dumb a, face. Uh-oh, old dumb face. He had a blood transfusion. He, uh, he ended up getting AIDS. And I believe he died in 1990, 1991. So there's the Ryan White... Uh, uh, I believe there's a law or something, some kind of bill or what have you in the state of Indiana. Or I think it's maybe in the Congress. I can't remember. If you guys want to hear poetry, you have to put it in And so that's what this bill is about. How dare this man attack the fact that the, the boy died of AIDS because of a blood transfusion. Because, yeah, right. So... <laughs> So he, he invokes he invokes it talking about HIV homosexuals and defunding. Yeah. Ryan Wright did not get AIDS from homosexual be- behaviors. No, it was a blood transfusion. He was still gay though, right? No, he was no, still no, a little gay no, kid, right? No, 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 no. He got he, <laughs> no, he You gotta love Sackwise. You stupid. So hey, we have we have um, we have Poji on the phone. We were just talking about Indiana's uh, old governor, our new vice president, Mike Pence. We're going to be doing a little rap about him later. But right now on the phone, we have uh, old Dumbface himself, oh, dumb Steve Poji. Yep, that's me. I'm here. Oh, you're super quiet. You got to get your mouth really, really close to get your thing. Get your mouth close to it. <laughs> All right. I got, I got the headset booted in. You seem so but you're you're away. quiet as fuck. You got to be louder. Turn up the volume on your phone or okay. something. No, I didn't have it. There you go. Yay! Yeah. Now we can hear you. So uh, you're with uh, me and Latoya as always, but also you're you get to talk to Zach Wiseman, uh, my favorite dirtbag, and then Timothy Pizza's in early today. Yes, yes, I am. You're, you're quiet again. We can't hear you again. You're being dumb, old dumb face. You gotta you gotta talk into the you gotta talk into the thing. You're really quiet now. Learn how to fucking talk. He saw this, this, and I've got it like. Is this uh, better? Yeah. Okay. That's better. That's a little That's better. better. No, you're far away again. Come on, technical difficulties. You can do it. Are you sure this is me? I don't think this is me. That you're. I hear you just a tiny, tiny bit. Well, I'm on a. I'm on a base call. You're on a. Plugged all the way up on oh. signal. Okay. That me, uh, that helped it. Yeah, he just pizza out. just fixed it. Thank you, Timothy. We can hear you now. Uh, I guess it wasn't on your. He did something on the board that he did some magic. Yeah. It's because fucking Zach Wiseman has radioactive syphilis and it interferes with the signals. It's not radioactive anymore. Yeah, it is. You're a fucking isotopic mess. No. <laughs> how, how did your How did your buy one get one free two fifty drink show on Monday go? Oh man. Um, well, I sold some CDs. I sell CDs at Open Mic now, like a panhandler. Hell yeah. Um, Do you call your mixtape? Off to the left, there was a guy who was just talking nonstop throughout my set. This tall, gangly, dumb fuck guy. And uh, a couple of the comics had yelled at him. I didn't, I didn't yell at him. I don't get aggressive with people at the bars. But by the end of it, I was so fucking cheesed off of this guy I was just like really man you gotta talk to my whole fucking set god there's some cunts in this town 
<laughs> and then I, I went over and I sat down. And then after the show, uh, the guys came up to me. It was the two guys. And what the gangly guy was super fucking drunk. And his buddy was openly embarrassed. Uh, About his friend talking and, the whole time. Yeah, and the gangly guy was like, oh, hey, man, you were really funny. And I'm like, oh, really? I, I'm surprised uh, you could hear me with all the talking that you did. <laughs> and his buddy was like, yeah, man, you're a fucking heckler. And the other guy's like, what do you mean? I ain't actually, I was helping out the shit. Oh. And I was like, no, man, you're, you're a talker. I was like, that's all right. And so they kind of walk away from me. The next thing I know, uh, like three or four minutes later, the gangly kind of comes up to me. He's like, I wasn't heckling. I just don't like your stupid face. <laughs> and I'm like, that's okay, man. Everyone's entitled to have their own opinions. And I could tell that response kind of threw him because he was expecting me to kind of challenge him or whatever. He wanted you to hit him in the face? What did he want? What was he looking for? Picking a fight? fight. He was yeah, he's looking for fight. verbal I, I combat. He was fucking drunk off of tall cans. Anytime you give someone a bucket of tall cans, oh, God. you're just asking for fucking trouble. 250 was, tall cans? So you were getting... So it was two dr- St. It was, Louis too, right? It was buy one, get one free, 250 drinks, and you can get a tall can for two... You can get two tall cans for 250? No, the the tall cans are a dollar fifty. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we three of them, and then they give you three of them free? Are we in St. Charles? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You okay. Have, got it. Okay. Wait. 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 You can. <laughs> that explains You can have it. three of them. They're a dollar fifty, and you can have three of them, and they'll give you th- three free for three for free. So that's you spend. You spend four fifty. Six dollars if you want to be not uh, if you don't want a shitty tip. Maybe even seven dollars and you get six tall cans. It's yeah, cheaper than getting them at the. I'll put ice on them for you, like you're camping. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane, Charles. I, I want to go drink there. Let's all let's no, all go. Don't. Let's all become no. alcoholics in no, St. Louis don't. with Steve Fuck, Pochi. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> We'd be the coolest people if the five of if the four of us went and visited Steve Pogi and we partied for a week. We'd be the coolest fucking people in St. Louis. I'm I could do two days before I started losing my mind. I've been there. Well, are, no, you went into the shitty part. You got to go out to the suburb country stuff. Exactly. There you go. You don't want to be in the city because then you have a lot of morons stacked up on each other. But when you get more on some space. <laughs> They're easier to circumvent and navigate. <laughs> the, the most fun I had is we were I was at some house party and uh, a thunderstorm happened and we all uh, sat in front of this big ass like window um, and just watched the, the weather out there was fucking insane as well. Oh yeah, say. it's yeah. Tor- did you did you hear sirens, tornado, any kind of that fun stuff? Um. I mean, now that you're saying that, I'm probably just going to remember that because that's how my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't because that's what they do out there. Instead of you're supposed to take shelter immediately, um, people will stand outside and be like, oh, look, there's a, look at that twister. <laughs> wow. Yeah. With their tall well, can. To give you an idea of the drink prices, Wednesday, it's 75 cents, you call it. What? These people still do that shit? I'm moving. Oh, I'm yeah, moving. Dude. I'm leaving. Wow. I'm leaving San Francisco behind, and I'm going to drink myself to death in in Missouri. Misery. <laughs> I mean, I will rent you a lot on my property for ninety five cents a month. It's <laughs> a do- it's a dollar eighty five deposit. This is uh, Poji. This is um, Dumbface. This is very exciting. Uh, Tim Pizza is now a landowner. He owns oh, really? land in the Borrego Anza Borrego. 
Yeah. yeah in the yeah, Anza yeah. Borrego Desert. Oh, you can vote now. He just bought 2.2 acres. 2.5. 2.5 yeah. acres. Where the fuck is that desert? It's uh, right on the border um, in San Diego um, to Mexico. Yes, well, he is a landowner now. I was thinking, do they have a do they have a parcel next door for sale? Because I have two I have two grand. Yeah, they do actually. Just burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah, they do. They nice. do. We could. What we are you going to put out there? Are you going to stick Ethan out there? <laughs> I was thinking about telling Ethan about it, but like I would just like go there like in a couple months, and like Ethan would just have like a, he would have like seven kids, and like, yeah, he'll yeah. destroy your property. Yeah, he'll somehow. No, he'll get drunk and wander off and fucking fuck a cactus and die. <laughs> but uh, I keep uh, showing Zach all these pictures on my phone. There's this weird artist out there that makes these crazy sculptures of like these giant scorpions made out of rust. So, like, you could just be wandering the desert and come around a sand dune and see a giant fucking scorpion or, oh, here's a hippo. I'm going to I'm gonna talk to Jonathan and see if he's, I mean, I've got the cat. I mean, because we could actually, he and I could both buy, we could buy the plots on either side of you so that we could have a whole swath of, we could have all those acres next to each other. You guys are going to be those desert people from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking about how I want the Jedi outfit. Well, I can weave you cloth out of, like, we can make a really thin, like, an aglode or something. Do you own a loom? I can make a loom. Yeah, let's make a loom in the desert. Let's make a loom in the desert. We'll make a... It's not fruit of the loom. We'll we'll have fruit from our looms. Sand of the loom. Sand of the loom. We'll have to grow our hair out because we won't have yarn. Yeah, right, we, that's a good idea. We won't have much. Uh, S- Steve, what you, if we uh, f- if we give you a place in Anza Borrego, we move back to California? <laughs> I, I I actually I'm I'm enjoying the slow paced lifestyle out here. Oh, slower than the desert. Yeah. <laughs> man, there's too much shit that can kill me out there. I'm not a smart man. Uh, like rattlesnakes. You eat the rattlesnakes, scorpions, Scorp- that yeah. wise men, all kinds. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows for a fact that I've killed anyone. <laughs> Not for a fact. Well, there's some good good evidence to suggest so. Ah. You were loud there for a second. That was nice. It's not uh, we had a we had a we had a roast last night of Brady Holden. It was really easy. I barely prepared, and I had an, I had seven minutes easily. It was really fun. But we'll have to roast Zach Wiseman at one of these points because he'd be another easy person to roast. Uh, Brady still living out of his car? Yes, yeah. he is. That's where <laughs> the majority of my jokes came from. <laughs> yeah, he's still, and he just turned thirty. Oh my god! If you ever feel like a loser, just remember that Brady Holden just turned thirty. <laughs> Right. Well, then, what he lacks in intelligence, he makes for up for in kindness. Oh, well, I'm, he's like a real life cartoon character. That's true. Wait, what? What? Uh, Zach Wiseman, if you were a cartoon character, what cartoon character would you be? Be Zach Wiseman, the cartoon character. <laughs> what would it look like? It would just look like you. It'd be like a little weird, little methed out. Not that you are, but would that <laughs> be your figure. little character? Like he's yeah. Yeah. trying to find yeah. all the drugs. I'd be uh, yeah. It's an easy to draw character. It's just like three <laughs> lines, you know. Stick right. <laughs> the, the, I think you'd be Yosemite yam. You'd be an angry piece of vegetable. Uh, Yosemite yam. <laughs> See, I feel like I feel like Zach Wiseman's cartoon plot would be that he like sneaks around and goes through everybody's pockets. Like if you were on Farmville, <laughs> like if it was a Farmville game, except Zach Wiseman was a character, you would be He's the one like, that you'd have to watch out that he'd try to take your drugs. When oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your crop has been raided by Zach Wiseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, if you were a cartoon character right now, what what would you be? Uh, I'd probably be Daffy Duck because I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> but tell you should tell totally. the boys how much puss you're getting out there. Crazy. 
He's uh, well, swimming I, I, in it. I'm fending it off because it comes with psychological distraughtness attached to it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you can't just be you can't just be straight up at the beginning and be like, "Okay, I'm going to have sex no. with you, but I'm not going to like love you because you're too crazy." So we're just you need to play that song that one night stand song by Prince. I can never no, take the place see, of your man. People people out here, they don't know how to have relationships. They think that if they if you have sex with them then like that's that's how you have a relationship. relationship. Yeah, that yeah. disclaimer doesn't even work cuz they either don't believe it or like it just like runs them off. You play yeah, the like Prince the, song. I can never take the place of your man. They don't listen to music unless they're talking about dirt rope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time they fucking key into anything. I mean, come on, there's 75 cent drinks. You think people are thinking clearly out here? 75 cent. So do people actually only tip a quarter? Does that happen? They put a dollar. It's 75 cent drinks. You put a dollar on the bar and that's the tip is 25 cents? I I mean, I think people, well, you want to start a tab so that way you get free drinks, first of all. Right. Free 75 Uh, cent drinks. 75 cents, you're still smuggling cocktails. (laughs) And uh, you got to have your airplane bottle stash lined up. Because that was the thing, like, I, I never, like, asked about the price for the airplane bottles. Out here, they're a dollar a piece. Wow. What? I just paid fucking $6 for two of them. Wow. Yeah, no, they're they're a dollar a piece up here. And then the guest, lady at the gas station warned me that they're going to jump up to a dollar twenty-five. Ah, uh, fuck. And uh, if I wanted to, there was a petition I could sign. <laughs> that they kept it down. Did you so sign it? Like, no, hell no. I don't have that kind of time to petition. <laughs> That's amazing that there's that you can see government in action in work in Missouri because of the alcohol prices. Here everyone just goes, yeah, whatever, fine. But out there yeah, they're like, don't you beer. raise the price of my yeah, if you were talking the other day how we could have a cigarette smuggling thing, you know, we could also have an alcohol smuggling thing where you I'm buy those bottles for a dollar a piece. I'll sell them for a dollar 50. That knucklehead Jimmy that used to live with me can buy a plane. So <laughs> we could get a single-engine Cessna with some parachuted packages and just drop loot crates on top of mutiny. All, all you have to do is fly low, and then you won't uh, come up on any radar. I know, but unfortunately, you guys have all those power lines and bridges and shit. Yeah, above, above the power lines, below the radar. You and your specifics. I can't handle this. <laughs> uh, so what is the... you? You said that after this week you don't have very many you don't have very much uh comedy booked. You're just gonna chill out, write write some new stuff, hang out with your mom, get a new yeah, cat. I'm uh <laughs> I'm I'm doing uh I'm doing a lot more painting. Uh the, the creativity out here for me is a lot better because everything is so cheap out here that you can just work very minimally and still own your own place. Like if you have a roommate you can live in a two-bedroom apartment and your rent's like three hundred dollars before Shut utilities. Shut up! Yep. Yeah, like yeah. it's ridiculously cheap. My rent's eighty dollars. Um, That's including utilities. But you don't even pay your rent. <laughs> I do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I. But, uh, yeah. So it's it's very creativity. I mean, you can make a painting and sell it for fifteen bucks, and you're halfway to success. So did you say you, you were painting? Say? You're painting now. Yeah, no, I, I started doing a lot of uh, different paintings. I painted a purple owl. I uh, didn't know you paint. I've yeah, never seen no, you paint. This is the most worried I've ever been. I've about never you. even seen you doodle. I've never seen you draw. I've never seen you doodle. I've never 
heard you talk about painting. You just got out to the fucking country and you're like inspired and drawn pictures of fucking birds. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're not spending five hours a day stuck in a commute, it uh, it really opens up your free time. Yeah, that's uh, I'm really happy I don't have a car anymore because that shit is it's ridiculous. You used to drive a car. I they let li- you do that. I used to live in a car. Ah, uh, I'm not surprised by that one. What? So if it's only three hundred dollars a month for rent, are there homeless people in Missouri, or do they just not exist? Yes, they're homeless. There's people. like a couple in uh, like actual St. Louis. But they're like, see, that's the thing. You're not really homeless out here. You're just camping. <laughs> like that. That there's there's some campers out here. But I mean, we do have a few mentally ill people. But then the winters get so cold that they just die off. Reaganomics. And then, uh, yeah, then then a new crop. You know, they come out during the summertime. That's insane to it's, me. It's plus it's easier to live like in a trailer, where an abandoned trailer out there too, because no one pays attention to abandoned trailers. Off the highway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another Actually, way. That was a big thing. A while back, uh, they started, the community started going to all these abandoned buildings because they had found like some like 15 year old girl who was held hostage in one. Oh, what? damn. Yeah. So then they started raiding all these abandoned buildings looking for, you know, child trafficking and ne'er do wells. Oh, my God. I need to go visit this place. <laughs> Is it. I'm is it worth it? It's worth it just for the cheap alcohol alone. I mean, think of the money I'll save. None of these $5, well, I mean, including a tip nice beers. The thing is, is like, if you Google a place like where you need to go, you get there in the time GPS says because traffic doesn't exist. <laughs> so what's, what's the worst, most disgusting thing you've seen since you've been back in Missouri? Um, honestly, it's nothing like physical manifestation. It's just that... Due to the slower pace of lifestyle, people have more time to think. So, in my opinion, like mental illness is far more prevalent. Um, out here, like you have to understand, the only way you really have to find if you're successful or not is not how happy you are, but it's by looking at other people and seeing what they're doing and then comparing yourself to them. So, oh, so like if the neighbors you, get jet skis, that's a problem. Well, yeah, like if the neighbor's get a jet ski, it's a slight to you because you can't afford it. How dare they do that? Right. Who do they think they are kind of a thing? Right. That's So mean. that part is like the most disgusting aspect. Like if people would just kind of adopt the San Francisco like bare bones mentality kind of way and just focused on like, all right, like if I have money or don't have money, I'll still be happy. But that would kind of break the economy out here because out here you're only worth your hourly wage. Hmm. So, you know, like, that, that's the nice thing I had about, you know, being in California and then making a ton of money and coming back here. I know, like, all right, having a ton of money doesn't make you happy. You have to find happiness within yourself and, you know, in the world around you. So, like, no, I you got just gotta really watch TV, man. liberated from that shit. Well, that's the problem. People are watching TV and then they're comparing themselves to the people on the TV and they say, exactly. I'll never be that's, good enough. Yeah. I'll never be good but then that's the other thing. If if you, what if you don't have a job? What if you're a stay-at-home mom? Then you get it out of comparing your children to the other children, and you're like, my child can do a double backflip, and your child is a piece of shit. Oh, uh, no, you compare yourself to the other moms. Like, okay, oh. well, you know, the Johnsons got stick figure stickers on the back of their van. They're not going to outdo us. Yeah. There's a lot of like internal societal competition, whereas in San Francisco, everyone's more obsessed with 
the same mentality, but it's like, you shouldn't talk like this. You know, you got to say cisgendered umbrella. You can't say, you know, black umbrella. That's not appropriate. PC shit. Cisgendered umbrella. Yes. So it's like, with that, like, that's where it gets disgusting and it exacerbates this mental illness because then everyone feels like they should be doing better or they could be doing better if this person wasn't stopping them or if this person wasn't in the way. I feel like that all the time. Uh, my my biggest my biggest thing right now is I'm like with the I told you about the FCC free is having having their own comedy festival now they're gonna have their first annual comedy festival. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I got forwarded this I got forwarded this message because Paul Brombaugh used to be part of FCC free and I guess he still gets the emails from them and there was a thing okay. that got sent around where it said. Everyone must come to the monthly meetings. This is not Mutiny Radio. Everyone must come to the meetings, and there are 44 of you, or they're out of the blank number of show, 36 shows, and the 56 people. There was no one that showed up. And I was like, haha, we have more shows than they do right now. (laughs) And I don't give a fuck who comes to the meeting. Fuck you, don't come to the meeting. I don't want to talk to you about what I'm doing. Fuck you, I'm not going to ask you to do anything because I know you're never going to do it anyway. That's just kind of what I've decided. It's like, I've never worked with groups because. I hate groups because they never do anything and I end up doing all the work anyway. So I just don't want to give anybody any work that they aren't going to do because I hate people when they don't do it. If I ask someone to do something and they don't do it, then I get all pissed off. And then there's the people that live for the fucking meetings and just live to fucking make you talk in circles about one fucking thing over and over and over again. And in my mind, I'm murdering you over and over in split second different ways every fucking time I'm ripping your skin off. And it's like, okay, I'm never going to a meeting again. Never going to a meeting again. Uh, Isn't that what I said? Like immediately after the first mutiny meeting? Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'll pay dues. I'll do my thing but I'm never going to one of these fucking things again yeah they used to be awful now we just sit around, it's basically me and Jonathan sitting around talking to each other with like one other person telling him what I did this week <laughs> I'm like so this is what I did this week yeah I still have to update the website I'm like Tim's on the flyers they're coming we got the new flyers in mm. woo the text is yeah. a little faded well, on the back I, yeah it was I, really light but I, whatever people readable. can look people can look at it closely because it looked whatever. fine in the program and then when I sent you the thing it looked like that but I was like oh, it looked fine in the program so it'll probably be okay and, and when then, it, when they print it out it's like oh it's a little light but I'm like fuck it I need it done I don't care yeah. that's my right. thing and um, perfect is the enemy of done I don't believe in perfection anymore I just get it done I don't yeah. give a fuck just get it done yeah finish it Perfection is the enemy of done. I hid 17 penises in that flyer. There's an artist named something uh, Wong. He's like really crazy. Like he took a bunch of pictures of him like sticking like rifle barrels in girls' buttholes. Wow. Uh, And uh, he, but he paints like these amazing landscapes. And he did this. uh, (laughs) Like he goes out to these remote places where he can't do anything but paint. And the one time he like filmed himself out there. And it was just him, like, screaming at himself, like, just do work. Who cares what it looks like? Just do work. Wow. I was uh, screaming really at myself, too. So I, it's Steve Poggi Artist now. This is exciting. We'll have to put your work up here at Mutiny Radio. We'll send it, send yeah, it this no, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm painting. I'm, uh, I'm writing. I'm doing, because right now, like, comedy's kind of in the slow season. So everyone that I'm talking about for bookings, they're like, yeah, all right, September, October, when do you... And I'm like, well, what about July? They're like, ah, it's real slow in July. So because it's hot as balls out there. But it's for the future. So right now, it's like, well, I got all this free time on my hands. So instead of worrying about money, I'm just gonna paint, write, and uh, work out, and try to not to smoke too many cigarettes. And- mm-hmm. 
So you know, you're, not to get too many seventy-five cent drinks. So your your depression's at bay. The depression that you were dealing with here in in San Francisco and in, in the Bay Area has dissipated with the yeah with the well, cooling the air. I was comparing life out here to what life is like out there, oh, as no. far as like finances go, and uh, you know things like that. And it was just it's an unrealistic comparison. Oh, like yeah, every place is. is different. Every place has its ups and has its downs. And I had to quit drinking for a while because the depression, you can't drink when you have depression because it just adds a multiplier on yeah, that true. depression. Yep. Yeah, welcome to my you world. Have, you have to break free of the depression. If you have some bad shit going on, then that's a good time to drink. You just get shit-faced drunk, you wake up hungover, and then around 3 o'clock you're not hungover anymore. You and you're like, all right, well, this thing sucks, but at least I don't feel like I'm going to die. Well, yeah, I've been doing the, uh, not when I have to work, but like when I... Uh, uh, I'll get up early every day now, no matter what, um, and I'll do like a couple shots of whiskey in my coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I get up early now and I go run, like an asshole. Yeah, Good I don't. For you. Know, yeah, yeah. You go running now? You That's paint awesome. and you run? This is this is a different. This I is do. a new poge. Douchebag. I'm yeah. telling you, man. I had to I had to break out of my exoskeleton, and uh, I was just like, you know, man, whatever I want to do. Fuck, fuck the money aspect of it. Like, fuck, fuck all that. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Absolutely. I have to very little now. And I can just, you know, I mean, granted, I wouldn't be able to live this way necessarily if, uh, you know, my family didn't support me so much. But at the same time, like, I was gone for so long, people are happy to have me around. I can bring the groceries in for mom. I can cut down the trees in her backyard that she doesn't need. And uh, so it, it's all about trying to just live in a, in a balance. Just, I want happiness, peace, and balance. And you can't find that in San Francisco with all those jack-offs honking their horns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, you're going to have your inner peace. I, hey, I'm glad that all that depression stuff is gone because I, it's, um, it's killing me. Uh, I talked to a com- comedian. I meditate too. You put the fucking shut the fuck up. You meditate I now. I swear to God, you're I'm an asshole. You in the dick. <laughs> you sound like you I'm live in San Francisco now. You told yeah. me right. He said the opposite. Yeah. You... No, honestly, meditation is fucking awesome because then when anything emotional happens, it's like you have the ability to block it. You don't get overwhelmed by it. It doesn't just invade you. You can see it coming on and be like, well, it seems like a lot of work to feel that way. I think I'll just pass on that. Nice. You're, You're so a, zen-like now. He is a new kind of the man. <laughs> what did I tell you? I know. I'm as I fall apart, his whole life's coming together. Isn't that nice? So there was a comedian, <laughs> there was a comedian last night um, outside, and, and you'll enjoy this. Um, every week she's been coming up to me and telling me a terrible thing in her life. You can tell by my terrible accent who I might be talking about. So the other week she was like, Pam, Pam, this will make you so happy. And she has me read this um, review of hers from Cheaper Than Therapy where it's this guy who's like, that female actress was, or the female with the accent was the worst comedian I've ever seen. I would never recommend. And I read it and I'm like, why would you think that would make me happy? And she's like, well, because everyone loves my misery. And then last, yesterday she sat down with us and she was like, everything in my life is terrible. And I was like, you own a house, you have a great job, and you have a killer show four times a week that you get to perform on with sound out, sold out performances. What the fuck do you have to complain about? And she goes, I am so lonely. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she got up and walked away. 
and then you hear a single gunshot. I was like, are you kidding? I was, and I yelled at her. I'm like, are you kidding me? You've got everything. You're depressed? Come on. So I guess it's all perspective. Like It is. Life is like smoking a pack of cigarettes. The second you're done with one, you want another, you want another. Whatever you think that you can get to or possess or have that's going to bring you happiness is not going to bring that at all. You got to live the Zach Wiseman, pink shoelace, fucking don't give a fuck attitude. Absolutely. And just embrace the nothingness. Yep. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. no matter what you do, no matter how good you are at anything, you fucking die. No <laughs> matter how good, you yeah. can't. You can't yeah. ever expect anything. Yeah. That is your, that's when you start having problems. If you, the second you have an expectation of anyone or anything, you're fucked. And yeah. that happened to me with comedy. I always anticipated, well, when I'm hosting, I'll feel this way, and then I'd get there, and it'd be the emptiest thing ever because it was still me. And I'm just doing more time. Well, then once I get to the middle act, then I'll feel this way. And you get there, and then it's just emptiness again. Because you're like, I, I don't, I'm not the magical creature I thought I'd be. Well, if I could headline, then I would get all this happiness. Then you do that, and then you still don't get it. It's, it's not about where you are or what you think you're going to do. It's just about right here, right now. Maybe you got problems. Maybe you owe people money. Fuck them. Don't pay them. Who gives a shit? Absolutely. Say, I mean, Fuck them. Don't pay them. It, it really comes down to just being comfortable with yourself and knowing how you feel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All these Zen the fucking masters. Yeah. All these all these guys no, finally zen, get in their thirties and they're zen, zen masters. No, it's not Zen. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, yeah. Like um, if you if yeah. if you uh. Everybody has that shit they engage in, and they know it's bad for them, but they still do it. They're just like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go drink. I'm gonna go drink right now." Yeah. And if you just like stop, like in the moment, and you're just like, "Why am I doing this?" And you just focus on like the actual feeling of the craving or what, what the fuck ever. It's pretty easy to not do it. You just have to be Meditation. aware. Yeah. Meditation. Sometimes, like, I like to be a shit weather friend. Like, I want to be the guy that you go off the wagon with. I want to be <laughs> your fucking one night stand. I want to fucking be all the bad stuff, all the fun stuff. That sounds like a great lyrics to a song. But see, you, you have to have that. <laughs> you have to have those moments where you completely destroy yourself and fall apart because then it puts it in perspective. It's real. Absolutely. Agreed. important, what you want. Agreed. Yeah. Because you got to remember, the, the whole experience of being a human being is being all the spectrum of all the emotions. People say be happy all the time. No, Fuck be that. calm all the time. I but you got to know that what you can get happy, away with and what you, you can't. You come down to calm. Is it you're to, sad, you come back up to calm. I get scared when I, when I do feel happy because there's only one place from there going down yes. to being sad. Right. <laughs> That's why I, when people ask me, how are you doing? I'm saying, I always say I'm content. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, because yeah. if I, I'm, I'm like I'd con- say satisfied. Yeah. Satisfied. Oh, that's that's nice. Th- that's yeah. Because when I say, "Oh, I'm great," I'm like, "I'm lying. I'm not great." There's no such thing as greatness. Yeah. I've I, been saying existential. They say, "How old? How are you feeling?" I'm like, existential. I say, I say, I'm right now. How are you? I'm right now. You're right now. <laughs> Which sounds like I'm high right now, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> N- nobody asks me anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> You've got a girlfriend now. She's asking oh, you, you questions. She cares yeah. about. Yeah, Timmy Pizza's all happy and Aww. fulfilled. And she doesn't love him. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, using him for Aldo. Yeah. Uh, right. oh, <laughs> She's dog. sleeping with your dog, dog. Aldo likes her more than me. I woke up the other night and Aldo was standing right next to her face, just wagging her tail and just gazing at her. Aww. Uh, like, uh, and he like sleeps at her feet. Um, <laughs> And he acts like a puppy around her, and uh, yeah, it's like it's fucking like, come on, buddy. <laughs> well, it's, it's Spike. Spike likes Jonathan more than me. 
Absolutely. Really? Yeah, oh, totally. That's because Jonathan, like, fights with him. Right. He wants to fight and hunt, and Jonathan's willing to be the prey. Well, it's but when we sleep, he always likes to sleep on Jonathan's side, and Jonathan hates it because he whiskers him at night, and so we call it whiskering. Jonathan rolls around in catnip all day, though. Yeah, it's true. That's absolutely true. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I've been wondering. I've been making the cat liver for the fucking cat, and I'm like, why won't you love me more than him? And the cat's like, I didn't like, even Meow. see cats when I was at your house. Spike, the great big, big gray there's cat. There's no cat there. The big gray cat that hiding? lives in that house? No, he was there. I'm sure. I don't see him. I, I don't know. Was he? Go, he was ghosting. I he didn't know. bring the dog upstairs. I don't know. There's a tiny apartment. You were in there. There's nowhere for the cat to hide. Uh, um, you did give me stones. So maybe I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constantly getting high. Uh, so thanks, uh, Zen Master Poji. You'll have to maybe write us a poem next time or something like that. A haiku. A pojum. Yeah, pojum. <laughs> since you're fucking enjoying all of the arts out there in Missouri. Painting purple God, owls. I would have thought I'd find art in fucking Bible Town, but these people need it, so I'm ready to give it to them. <laughs> um, you should look up the works of Francis Bacon. Yeah, the only thing I haven't been able to do is to read. Oh. My, my mind's constantly running with so many different thoughts and projects and ideas that I haven't been able to calm down to read. Read, uh, read. Fup. It's only eighty pages and it's fam- fantastic. It's uh, it's about a okay. it's about a duck that drinks psychedelic whiskey. Oh, that sounds like fun. And it's all old timey. Wait, what's the name of the book? Fup. F U P by Jim Dodge. Given the good, given the good recommendations. Yeah, you can read it in forty-five minutes. It'll get you back on track. Well, I am so glad, Poji, that you are alive and seemingly well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it all together. This is the most thriving. worried I've ever been about you, Poji. <laughs> seventy-five I, cent I drinks. I finally reached the happiness and nirvana. Yeah, a seventy-five cent drink will get you one month on my land. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get the we're gonna get the airplane whiskey bottles from Missouri. We're gonna bring them to Anza Borrego. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna build a tunnel to Mexico. Everything's yeah. gonna be fine. We're gonna have a lot of. We're not building a tunnel in Mexico. That is not gonna that happen. That is not at gonna all. happen. We have a better idea. San Pedro we, we, Cactus. We came up with a better idea. We're better gonna, idea. We're gonna get a backhoe and like fifty shipping containers and build an underground shipping container maze. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. That's, sounds like yeah. the underground railroad to me. Yeah. An underground. No, it doesn't go anywhere. There's no oh, escape anywhere. Yeah. It's oh, actually it's, a trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Never actually, mind. It's an it's an oubliette. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's a dungeon with only one access point that's in the ceiling. There might yep. be a, there, there might be like a back rub container. <laughs> wow! Is there a nitrous? Is there a, is there a medical grade nitrous tent that goes a medical grade nitrous tank that feeds that room yeah, alone? Totally. Okay, absolutely. Good. So that you can maybe automotive grade. Automotive grade. <laughs> yeah. Wow! 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 Around and around. You guys hear all the helicopters? <laughs> Don't stop till you hear the chopper. Uh, well, Poge, we miss you, and uh, hope that you come back soon, or that we can. I now I want to visit seventy-five cent drinks. Fucking get me on oh, a motherfucking yeah. plane. Oh, and my mom will read your tarot cards. It's a, we got a whole thing. Going. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> whole thing. He's got a brother. We got ailments. We can wake you with energy. Like uh, we we got everything out here. Reiki we're, we're with the energy. It's an ancient Chinese healing art form, and it fucking works. <laughs> Who is this man? I know, I know, I know. I'm telling you. It's Peaceful Poge. It's the new thing. Peaceful Poge. 
Wow. Exciting. Exciting new leaf. Uh, well, we will talk to you again soon. Hopefully you won't be a stranger and you'll call into the AltaCast. We're going to do our rap now about our Mike Pence rap. Good. Have you heard about our, have you heard about our, we've been we doing raps every week. This is our fifth rap that we're putting together. And we do, I, um, yeah. I have um, instrumental hip hop gospel rap instrumental to go behind today's song. But our other ones, our first one was Susan Olsen. And then we did the 45 Alive rap we did yeah. with the Donald Trump quotes. And then we did uh, Kellyanne Conway. And, and then Uncle, last week Uncle we did ben Uncle Carson. Ben Carson. Was um, yeah. <laughs> what is that your? Did you make that beat? This is the intro to uh, Sir Psycho Sexy. Oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah. By the by the Smashing Pumpkins. By the Chili Peppers. By the Chili Peppers. That's right. Sorry, they all sound the same to me. Uh, <laughs> all that all that early mid mid nineties rap is the same to me. Okay, bye, Bo. Bye, You're the best. Bye. Face. <laughs> Well, there he is. There he was. Zen Fucking Master Poge. Zen Master Poge. None of that's true. He's still here somewhere. <laughs> I wish that was true. I, I um, love how everyone's disappointed. Totally missed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm completely disappointed that he isn't uh, isn't getting beat up and think crazy things aren't happening from. No, there was that crazy Facebook crazy messages. Facebook messages and crazy stuff. God, calling me in the middle of the night, going, "These girls are gonna murder me! You gotta come pick me up." Jonathan and I get in the car, get down there. There's no girls murder. The girls are like, "What are you doing?" And he like jumps over this 20 foot fence, comes falling down to the ground. <laughs> he's like, "They're after me!" And we like need now to he's get him and bring him back. Now he's all peaceful, <laughs> fucking peaceful, pogey. <coughs> It's like yeah. these twenty-one-year-old girls are trying to make out with me. Like that's a problem. That's a problem. Like, wow. Uh, that's a story. All right. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. Twenty-one-year-old girls are into the poge. Tell you what. Even though he's like thirty-three and it's his Jesus year or something like that. He's only thirty-three. Yeah, he's only thirty-three. I thought he was older than I am. Fuck no, no, no. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here. Don't talk about fuck. I'm, you're old. I'm, I'm the oldest one. I'm going to be pretty old. Yeah, I'm forty-two. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty close. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you were that close. Interesting. Oh, wait, no, I thought I was going to be 38, and I'm going to be 37. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I'm forgot. Still, I'm still, Sorry. I was still, you were still, I was out of high school when you were still in junior high, so you're still super young. I And I feel so young. I I really hope that, like, like a stroke takes me out or something that's, like, Don't like talk instant. like that. Well, <laughs> Shit. God damn it. I know. 42 I, I feel is, like, healthy. 22 now. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Sure. I know. I yeah. Go, Have you seen 22-year-olds? Ugh. <laughs> I have, you know, and I used to be, I used to be sexually attracted to younger men, but they keep getting a little bit older, even though they're still younger. Yeah, so it's they look still old like, as fuck now. It's, well, it's, I, I, no one at this point, no one would, I couldn't date anybody under 30. I think it's too, too far. I have daddy gap. issues, so I've always liked them old. Well, one, <laughs> one old man I don't like is uh, Pence. So let's Ugh. see what happens here. Let's see what happens with All our right. new rep. Here we go. <clears throat> Mic up. <laughs> what? Don't you mind? Oh, up. shit, here it comes. Yeah. Time for a quick reality check. Quick reality check. Uh, uh, uh. Despite the hysteria from the political class and the media, smoking doesn't kill. <laughs> smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. In uh, fact, uh. two. Two out of every three smokers does not die from a smoking-related yeah. illness. Smoking doesn't kill. Time for a quick reality check. 
Keep it real. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. In fact, I accepted $13,000 from tobacco companies and pro-tobacco political campaigns in 2000. <laughs> because smoking doesn't kill. Smoking, smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. Smoking doesn't kill. Cancer. It's the answer. Yeah. Emphysema. It doesn't kill. HIV does. STD doesn't. Uh, hey, but frankly, condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted diseases. AIDS, 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 Homosexuality is incompatible with military. Hashtag no Homosexual is incompatible with the military service. Homo. Because the presence of homosexuals in the rank weakens unit cohesion. Because homosexuals are weak. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying homosexuals are weak? I think that's it. I think that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. I think he's in the closet. In the closet. Keep the rape in the closet. What? What? Keep the rape in the closet. Now he got AIDS. Obviously, this wall is wall. This is move on. Move on. Is evidence that women should not serve in the military. Don't ask, don't tell. Keep the bitches in the kitchen. I suspect that some mischievous liberal at Disney assumes that Milan's story will cause quite a change for the next generation's attitude about women in combat. Bitches with guns. Many young women find many young men to be attractive sexually. Put them together in close quarters for a long time. Things will get interesting. Put them together in close quarters for a long time. Fingered in the dumpster. Interesting. Moral of the story: Women in the military, bad idea. Also homos. Women in the military, bad idea. Also homos. Brock Turner. (laughs) Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner. <laughs> Do I believe in evolution? Brock Turner! I embrace the view that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. And Brock Turner. <laughs> and HIV and STDs. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor mother. use for protection. Also, global warming is a myth. There, I said it. Global warming is a myth. Hopes. Just like the new Ice Age scare of the 1970s, the environmental movement has found a new chant in their latest chicken little attempt to raise taxes and grow centralized governmental power. Gays and AIDS. The chant is, the sky is warming. The sky is warming. I got AIDS. The sky is warming. Brock Turner. The sky is warming. Global warming is a myth. There. I said it. This thing is crazy. Girl, you got a nice power. The sky is warming. And I also don't believe in evolution. That's our vice president. Mm. Yay, we did it again. That's our vice president, Mike Pence. 2017. 2017. Huh? So, yeah.
instructor. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop. It was a good one. It was good. I just love the fact he kept her a instructor. This is this is my favorite quote that we didn't get to, but it's actually not a quote from. Uh, so first, Pence, he's an idiot, and uh, he said, Republicans from George Washington to George W. Bush just have better ideas. But George Washington was not, in fact, of any political party. And he said, however political parties may now and then answer popular ends, they are likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government, destroying afterward the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. Where was That's that our first president. Oh, where did he find time to write that shit while making all that peanut butter? <laughs> George Washington Carver made the fear. I know you're being silly, but that's very funny. That's very funny. And this nigga didn't have any teeth. Yeah, well, they all, no one had any teeth in the 17, in the late. No, he had the, wood teeth, excuse me. That's what they, yeah. Well, they all had wooden teeth. I mean, I think even my dad had wooden teeth when he knocked him out when he was 12 in like 1950 what? or 52 or something. He had fake teeth. He fell off a fence when he was like 12 years old or something, and he knocked his two front teeth out, and they were adult teeth at that time. And so my dad always had fake teeth from the time he was very little. Oh, speaking of your pops, did he yeah, send us some? He did. He actually some sent some stuff. weird stuff today. <laughs> um, he sent uh, definition of f bomb. It's an Indian professor explaining the significance of the word. So um, it's something I'll have to download uh, real quickly and see if it comes up. Um, this is what my dad always sends me. Usually, like really, um, you know, racist uh, and. We're, this time, this, these were some great World War II photos. These were some fun ones that someone colorized. And uh, this is, I like this one because this is, this hot soldier is really hot. This is, yeah. look how hot he is. Yeah. It's like from, I mean, he was getting killed. This is from like 1940, what is it? 1944 at the Battle of the Bulge. But Ooh, damn, damn, yeah. damn, that is one hot. You want to battle fucking, that bulge? Yeah, I mean, damn. That is some hot WW2 right yeah, there. Yeah, you don't you usually. You want to put your butt in his dick? You usually don't see. You don't usually <laughs> see them with the, with the. Um, Tossing salads. Uh, and I'm so glad that Crimea a River is playing at the in the background <laughs> of that. Uh, well, I don't think I can download that in time, but that's okay. And uh, we've had a lot of fun today. With fun. Zach Wiseman and Timothy Pizza. I had fun. Yeah. And Yay. Steve Poggi calling in. Thank you for doing that. And Zen Dumbface. <laughs> Zen Dumbface, yes. And as always, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. What? Being Sheriffy. Mixtape. And our mixtape, our new. I, I forgot, though, this time to do a separate YouTube to make, or a separate thing to make it easier. I have to pull it out again, but that's okay. So we've got Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. Now we have five songs. Our goal is to do 12 songs total. Of all just, they're just quotes of people in the news, and we have one about them Can every I week. mix and master them? Yeah. They're just, we just do, well, we just do the one takes from here, yeah. and then that's all we've been doing is just putting the one takes. Oh, and no, then, so I just, we'll talk later. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll yeah. talk. I would say yes. Yeah, but we've just been, I've just been saving them as little, um, you know, MP3s in our own little thing, and it's been fun. And uh, Brock Turner, <laughs> <laughs> little, Brock little Turner. gay AIDS kid, I know. <laughs> fingered <laughs> And and our just so everybody knows, our vice president still believes in conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. So if you're gay and you don't want to be gay no more, you can go to a camp 
And answer Barajo for and 95 you, cents yes, a month. For 95 cents a month, you can go to I camp. will make you not gay. Well, <laughs> he's flashing gonna, prices now. Well, it's it's turning to bestiality isn't the answer. But, uh, but Says who? <laughs> By the way, he calls his wife mother. Right, yeah. That's weird. It that's, is. That's um, some Norman Bates shit right yeah, there. Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Mother... Sit on my face. Everything is creepy about our administration right now. Yeah. That's, I'm so scared. Uh, hey, I'm not scared for our next show. Some call me Tim. Our special guest is Katrina Davis, photographer, performer, amazing Yay. person. We're going to uh, get to know her in the next hour. But thank you for joining us on the AltaCast. And uh, join us next week. We're here all the time. Mm-hmm. Doing it, doing it, doing it live. Pick up our mixtape. Making our mixtape, trying thanks. to put it together. Uh, again, thanks guys for being here, and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. You're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. 
No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. 
In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Six Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Six Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, 
I will build lava wells all over the 